0: Mr. Debbie's class you can be dismissed at this time I'm going to take just a few moments today I won't I won't keep you long today I I do want to give you an invitation uh, to join us next door uh, after we conclude with service this morning we are going have food and fellowship uh, as we honor the graduates over there uh, next door and give you a time just to speak words of encouragement to them and uh, maybe hug their neck and, and spoil them some more. Uh, and, uh, but this morning, I'm going to ask you to turn your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter number 6 as we go to the word of the Lord together this morning. Jeremiah chapter number 6, I want to share for a few moments. Uh, maybe not a shouting message this morning but I believe that a timely message this morning a message that I pray will make us pause and think and uh, and it's not just a message for our graduates today but it does apply to them like it does for every one of us that is in this room together we know that throughout history and throughout scripture, there has been times where men and women have been faced with a time of decision, a time where they had to pause and look at everything that was going on. Just a couple that I could mention uh, very quickly would be the time in Joshua's life as he was nearing the end of his life, he called Israel together and he says, choose you this day whom you will serve. Most of you are familiar with that passage of Scripture. Uh, He then proceeded, said, no matter what you decide to do, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And uh, we find that after that uh, conversation, Israel simply said, who else would we serve? And you read in your Bible where it says all the days of Joshua and all the days of the priest, uh, they followed after the things of God, but it says then after there arose a generation that did not know him nor the mighty works that he had done. Uh, I say that because this morning, please hear me, it is not just enough to follow him, but we must train and instruct a generation to know him and we today are experiencing some very dramatic things because I believe we are guilty of what Israel did at that time in history while we have had a group of people follow him we've not had a group of people take it serious enough to instruct a generation to carry this thing on we do not need just religious activity but we need a true awakening by the things and by the anointing of God. Amen? Another time in Scripture you could read and you could find of the prophet Elijah. It hadn't rained for three years, three and a half years. He comes, presents himself to Ahab the king, and he calls the people together on Mount Carmel. He looks at everybody and he says this, how long will you halt between two opinions? And it was decision time. And today, we as a nation find ourselves in a place of division. We also find ourselves in a place of hostility, a place of confusion, a place of propaganda, and a place where evil is celebrated and good is condemned. So what is the behavior of the church in times such as this? We find in Jeremiah chapter 6, verse number 16 through 19, it says, Thus saith the Lord... Stand ye in the way and see and ask for the old path where is the good way and walk therein. And ye shall find rest for your souls. But this talking about Israel. But they said, we will not walk therein. Goes on and says, also I set watchmen over you saying, hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not hearken. Therefore hear ye nations and know, O congregation, What is among them? Hear, O earth. Behold, I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my word, nor to my law, but rejected it. Now I read that because we are in a place today, and this is the thought in mind this morning that I want to share with you. What do we do when we're trying to navigate through the unknown? What do we do when we try to navigate through the unknown? Jeremiah chapter number 7, you will find that it is the words of warning at the temple to the people of God. Let me read just a few verses of this chapter as we get started together today. It says, The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, Hear the word of the Lord. All ye of Judah that enter in at these gates to worship the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Trust ye not in lying words, saying, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. For if ye thoroughly amend your ways and your doings, if you thoroughly execute judgment because Between a man and his neighbor if you oppress not the stranger the fatherless and the widow and shed not innocent blood in the place neither walk after other gods to your heart to your hurt then will I cause you to dwell in this place in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever but verse 23 says but this thing command I them saying obey my voice and I will be your God And ye shall be my people, and walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well unto you. But they hearkened not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsels and in the imagination of their evil heart, and went backward and not forward. We find that Jeremiah is often referred to as the weeping prophet. And... Jeremiah. we look at his life of 40 years of ministry, we never read of him experiencing a convert, but he took the task that was given to him and he stood and proclaimed truth in such a manner and it was completely foreign to the way of thinking of his day that even his family desired to destroy him. We today must understand that our world is in a true crisis. But we must understand that just like the world is in a state of crisis, so is the American church as well as the church in other nations. Notice I did not say that the church of Jesus Christ is in crisis. The remnant is well. It is vibrant, it is full of life, it is full of the impartation and power of the Holy Spirit of God. If the Lord saw fit to return today, there would be a body of believers that is without spot and without blemish that is ready to meet him even now. But today as we find ourselves as a nation, I'm going to talk about our nation this morning just for a few moments. Right is wrong and wrong is right. And it would appear this morning that darkness is abounding while it seems like light of freedom and liberty is in danger of being blown out by those that hate it. But therefore, I must remind you what Paul said in Galatians 5 and 1, stand fast in the liberty of Christ. We cannot lean to the intellect of men but we must lean on Jesus. This leads me to the title of my message today, Navigating Through the Unknown. As a nation, we have gone through difficult seasons before, times when we face division and even hostility within. However, as a nation, we have never been where we are currently. Never has there been an alliance with the kingdom of darkness, like we see now, presently. Evil men and women have joined together and have united around a common cause, and they are determined to see it through. All the while, in recent years, and even currently, unfortunately, the church has been found guilty of slumbering and sleeping when we should have been positioned on the walls and been sounding the alarm, much like Ezekiel was commanded in chapter number 33. Our desire for comfort and pleasure, as well as our seeker-friendly approach towards God himself, has resulted into the American church becoming a people with a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Which has provided a path of little resistance to our adversary, which has permitted him the ability to destroy a generation. Our sons and our daughters are being led astray by the thousands. This is why today I must sound the alarm as we honor our graduates today. Proverbs 11 and 1 tells us a false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. It is not enough for you and I to put on our Sunday best and to put our smile on and come and wave across the aisle and say, well, we've got it all together while our lives are full of sin. Hear me this morning. While men may have the ability to fool other men, none of us in this room possess the ability to fool God. It is only by purity that a nation truly possesses power. This also can be said for a city, a church and an individual proverbs 11 and verse 11 says by the blessing of the upright the city is exalted but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked while you are under the sound of my voice this morning we are seeing cities in our nation be overthrown at this very moment how and why, is due to the poison that has been spewed from the mouths of evil men and women that defile the things of God. But allow me to remind you this morning, Proverbs 14 and 34, righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Today I must tell you that our nation stands guilty, loving darkness more than loving light. Therefore, we find ourselves in the eyes of the Lord. Maybe not the eyes of men, but in the eyes of the Lord this morning, we are a disgrace in his sight. That is the definition of reproach. We can label ourselves ever how we want to, but we are now currently at the beginning of experiencing the results of our decision to disobey and to walk as other nations have walked in history in a place of rebellion against the things that God has ordained for us. All I can say this morning is God have mercy on us. I knew you wouldn't shout me down this morning, but please hear me. If there has ever been a time for the church to awaken, it is now. Romans 13 11 says, Awake, for now your redemption is nearer than yet you ever believed. Can I tell you, if we're going to do anything, we have to do it now. We don't need a bunch of religious activity, but what we do need this morning is we need men and women to fall down before God uh, and begin to weep between the porch and the altar. Once again, we need a generation uh, to experience the wind of His Spirit. Uh, they don't need to hear you talk about what Grandma possessed uh, or what Granddaddy had, uh, but your children and your grandchildren need to see you under the power and the anointing of Holy. Holy Spirit, uh, I come to tell somebody, uh, you got to wake up uh, and you got to become the church uh, and you got to be the one that stands in the gap uh, because things are changing. We must return to the foundation of scripture this morning. We did not get here overnight, nor will we get out of this overnight. Uh, We are going to have to repent for the silence that we have had. Listen, I don't like preaching like this, but I'm on assignment today to tell you uh, that we cannot continue as we are. Please hear me this morning. We do not get to choose the path that we take if we surrender to a sovereign will for our lives. We must know this. Young people hear me, elders hear me. We must know, first of all, that we must know our steps are ordered. Psalms 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Graduates this morning, hear me. Your steps are ordered. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. If our steps are ordered by the Lord, then we must assume that there has been some planning involved beforehand. Before I form thee, you hear me? Before I form thee, I'm gonna ask you the question this morning, I don't care what your age is, uh, are you fulfilling your God-given destiny? Or are we sitting week after week month after month year after year making excuses for why we can't operate in our giftings and callings uh, why we can't have revival listen why we can't turn a world upside down uh, listen there is no excuse that's good enough uh, but every knee shall bow uh, every tongue will confess uh, that he is lord uh, and this morning, uh, I got to tell somebody: uh, you got to, you got to make a decision. Uh, today is the day of salvation. Choose you this day. Uh, listen, uh, you can say, "Well, I'm just going to make it through this way," or "I'm going to go this way." No, uh, you got to make sure that every step you take uh, is ordered by the Lord. Uh, if the Lord says go, you go. Uh, if He says stand, stand. Uh, but listen, uh, this fly-by-night stuff that you see. Uh, I rebuke that off of you today and I declare to you uh, to rise up uh, and to be a mighty man uh, and a mighty woman of God. Uh, You're never going to experience fulfillment. Uh, You're never going to have joy. Uh, You're never going to have peace. Uh, You're never going to have rest uh, until you get in alignment uh, with the things of God. Uh, So I break that off of you uh, in the name of Jesus uh, and I command you to rise up uh, and to be what God says you are. Ola basata, ikala basota, ola basata, ikala basa, ola basa, ikala basoto, la basata. Hear me this morning. Proverbs 16 and nine. A man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directs his steps. I gotta remind you, he did not give you a spirit of fear, but of love and power of a sound mind. The Lord is speaking to you this morning. You hear me? He's telling you, you gotta take a step. But listen, you don't have to be afraid of the step because he's trying to direct your step. But you got to get rid of the noise in your life. And you're going to have to say, God, I'll take the step. But Lord, you're going to have to give me some direction. Can I tell you, he's faithful because the Lord directs Your steps. Uh, Listen, my friend. Uh, Not only must we know our steps are ordered, uh, but secondly, today uh, our paths uh, are directed. Uh, Proverbs 3 5 and 6 uh, says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Uh, Lean not into thy own understanding, uh, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, uh, and he shall direct thy. Huh, so you say why is that important? Let me take you back to Jeremiah twenty-nine, eleven, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Uh, I know it's scary in the new chapter. Uh, I know it's scary when new seasons come. Uh, I know it's scary when the Lord stretches you to go beyond your comfort zone. Uh, But notice he's got an expected end. Uh, Not only does he order your steps, uh, but he says I'm directing your path. Uh, Notice with me uh, the key to unlocking God's direction in this season uh, is for all of us uh, to acknowledge Him, uh, not just in some of our ways, uh, but in all of our ways. Uh, hear me today. Uh, you don't take a step without Him, uh, but you let Him direct your step. Uh, young people, hear me. Uh, I know this chapter's closing uh, and the new chapter's beginning. Uh, but listen, uh, mommies and daddies, you hear me this morning? Uh, it doesn't matter uh, if that young adult says, uh, "I think the Lord." is changing my perspective don't you attack them because they're not going after what you think they should but you be sensitive listen I don't care how much money you make I don't care what kind of degrees you possess more important than any of that and I'm for education and you know that but what I need more than anything right now is a man and a woman to throw every title aside and become a man and a woman that will stand in the gap for a nation and will preach the gospel message with power and authority. We need somebody to put their hand to the plow this morning and say I'm going to navigate through the unknown by the leading and the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Hear me today. Romans 8:26 through 28. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, uh, for we know not what we should pray uh, for as we ought, uh, but the Spirit itself uh, maketh intercession for us uh, with groanings uh, which cannot be uttered. Verse 27, and he uh, that searches the hearts uh, knoweth what is the mind of the spirit uh, because he maketh intercession for the saints uh, according to the will of God. Uh, and we know that all things work together for good uh, to them that love God who are called according to his purpose. The only thing that is required is for us to have a heart that is turned towards him. Notice verse 27. He that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. Who is he talking about when Paul is writing? You've got to go to 1 Chronicles 28 and 9. And it says this. And thou Solomon my son, know thou the God of thy father. And serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searcheth all hearts and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Notice Romans 8 is talking about he that searches the heart. is talking about Jesus Christ himself. Listen, uh, it is not enough to be accepted by men, but we got to make sure that we've been accepted by our Father. Uh, Notice uh, four things that we got to have present today in our lives, and I'm going to wrap this thing up. Uh, Number one is this. uh, We've got to possess a willingness uh, to follow his instructions, Uh, not men's ideals, uh, not the latest fad and fashion, uh, but this morning, please hear this preacher, uh, a willingness to follow his instructions. His instructions. Uh, notice, 1 Samuel 15, 22 uh, says, uh, "The Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices." As in, um, let me back up. And Samuel said, "Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in, in obeying the voice of the Lord?" Behold, uh, to obey uh, is better than sacrifice, uh, and to hearken than the, uh, and to hearken than the fat of rams. What he's saying is this: uh, It's not about anything else other than. Somebody becoming a willing vessel to follow my instructions. Young people, hear me. You're going to a new season. You're starting a new chapter. But listen, hearken to the instructions of your father. Nothing else matters. Because if you don't have that, you have nothing. Secondly, this morning, you got to seek the narrow path. Go back to Jeremiah 6. 16. Ask for the old path. uh, Where is the good way? uh, And walk therein. Uh, It's not popular. uh, It's not full uh, of everybody saying, let me go, let me go. No. uh, Listen, uh, the narrow path uh, is a path uh, that is tried and true. Uh, It is a path where there's healing. Uh, It's a path where there's deliverance. Uh, It's a path where there's joy unspeakable uh, and full of glory. Uh, It's a path uh, where in the midnight hour, uh, the Holy Spirit comes uh, and comforts you when there is no comfort. Uh, The old path uh, is a place uh, where revival fire still burns uh, and men and women uh, are set free uh, by the shed blood of Jesus. Uh, Listen my friend, uh, you and I got to understand, uh, enter ye in at the straight gate, uh, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. uh, And many there be which go there, uh, but but hear me, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Uh, why is there few that find it? Uh, it's because very few uh, are willing to follow his instruction. Amen. Hear me this morning, because straight is the gate. And narrow is the way. Verse 15. Beware of false prophets. Which come to you in sheep's clothing. But inwardly they are ravening wolves. There is many today that's standing. In places such as this that are filled with vile theology and it is a spewing of death and poison. Hear me this morning. We must possess a willingness to follow instruction. We must seek the narrow path. That we must desire more of him. Meaning that we are in a season right now in this nation where the church has got to pause and has to ask the question, am I seeking the wide way or am I seeking the straight and narrow? Am I really searching out the old path to walk therein? Or am I spending all of my energy, all of my resources to clear out another place in the woods to create a new path? Can I tell you, a new path is full of danger. The old path is tried and true. The old path has brought many from places of bondage and darkness And brought them into a place of the illuminating light of Christ himself. Hear me this morning. A desire for more of him must be that which we possess. Therefore idols must be torn down. And a cry of repentance must begin to emerge. Not from the streets of our city. But from the congregations of our churches. This morning, how many idols do you have in your house? How many things is taking precedent over God in your life? How many things is higher on your priority list than you developing in your giftings and callings? This morning, I must be very real with you. The day of running to the house of God in the midst of your trouble and then turning around and leaving when things start going better is no longer permitted in this nation. Please hear me. but there is a clarity and call that is going forth and God is developing and calling up those for this season and decisions are going to have to be made when you begin to navigate through the unknown two things happen one of two things happen When you navigate through the unknown, you will either reach your destination or you will be destroyed along the way. You'll become further lost and further separated and isolated. The way that you and I can navigate through this season is only by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. Fourthly, today, as I bring this to an end, we must always plan with God in mind. Meaning as we pause and we ask ourselves this question, is this part of God's plan for my life in this season? If there is not a clear yes, stay away from it. We cannot know what God has for us unless we become willing And unless we become sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. Psalm 16, 7 and 9, and then verse 11. says, I will bless the Lord, David is writing, who hath given me counsel. Hear me, he will give you counsel. My reigns also instructed me to the, in the night seasons. I've set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. He said, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. But notice verse 11. That will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore this morning as a nation is in turmoil as we have evil men and evil women that has made alliances with the kingdom of darkness like we have never known in recent history it is really easy for us to become overwhelmed with frustration and anxieties and become fleshly. But if that is the approach that we take in this moment, we will not navigate correctly. But as men and women of faith this morning, navigating through the unknown of our nation, we must understand. The thing that has always remained the same is the word of God and as he was speaking to the nation of Israel in Jeremiah 7, as he told Jeremiah to go stand in the gate of the Lord's house, what he was telling them, he was calling them out on the carpet he was saying this because at that time in history y'all are standing in my house saying oh the temple of the Lord is here we're good while everything else was going on around them, full of idolatry, full of darkness, full of uncertainty. He said, listen, you got to make a choice. He said, you have to thoroughly amend your ways. What he was saying is you have to come to a place of repentance. You have to fall down on your face, and you have to surrender and rededicate your life And you have to turn from your wicked ways and you got to get your focus back on me. And then he says this in 23 and 24. He said, this thing I command you saying, obey my voice and I will be your God. Right now in the United States of America, get your eyes off everything else that's going on and look at the church. I'm not saying look at a church building. Look at the church. If you want to look at the church, don't look at the person beside you. Don't look at the person behind you. Go find your mirror. If you're saying and you're making a declaration that I'm saved, that he's Lord of my life, that if you want to look at the church, you got to go look in the mirror. And then go talk to that person in the mirror that's looking back at you and you've got to ask that person that's looking back at you, point your finger at them to get the point across and simply say, are you obeying the voice of God? That brings it a little close to home. Are you obeying the voice of God? I'm not going to ask you that question. I'm going to make you ask yourself that question because you'll get mad at me if I ask you that. If you want to get mad at yourself, that's fine. But are we obeying the voice of God? He said, because it is then and only then that I will be your God. You know what that really is saying is this, Israel, the only way that I'm going to be your protection, the only way that I'm going to be a shield for you, The only way that I'm going to allow you to continue to live in the land that I have given to your fathers is if you repent. I have a very solemn message this morning for you. The only hope for America, it is not 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. It is not in the Capitol building. It is not in the halls of the Senate. It's not in the chambers of the House. The only hope for America is for the church to look in the mirror and say, God, forgive me, and I will obey your voice, and I'll let you be my God. And when we do that, God then says, I will be a shield, and I will let the winds of revival begin to blow again. You can brush it off if you want to, my friend, but you hear me. Irvin Steele's not coming back from heaven to do it for you. Brother Parrott's not coming back to do it for you. Sister Scaff isn't coming back to do it for you. Sister Bernie Grant's not coming back to sing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound, from her third seat on the left side of the sanctuary. She's not coming back. You hear me today. Today, we've got to navigate through this thing. You and I have a responsibility, and it isn't just to survive, but we have a responsibility to thrive right now so that we can become a city that's sitting on a hill where men began to be drawn back to the house of God in the midst of their distress, in the midst of their darkness, because can I tell you, we are just at the beginning of darkness, This world is getting ready to shake like it's never shook. This nation is getting ready to experience more hate and more vile things than we ever could imagine. Listen, it's going to continue to rock and it's going to continue to be unsettling and unnerving, but can I tell you, I put my trust in Jesus and he is an arm that cannot be shortened, but it is an arm of salvation and deliverance, but we We got to navigate through this thing, but I need a man. I need a woman that will sell out and will lay it all out and say, "You know what? I will yield everything, and God, I will obey your." Mamas and daddies don't get unnerved when the young man or the young woman comes in and says, God's calling me to this or he's calling me to there. Don't disregard when the five-year-old comes and says, the Lord told me this or showed me that. No. Navigating through this unknown territory is a time like no other God says not only will I be your God but you shall be my people walk in all the ways that I've commanded you that it may be well unto you the church is getting ready to experience greater days than we've ever experienced if we will obey his voice while the world is changing and shifting There is a releasing of some things and a binding of others as they come to the music this morning. But the church is getting ready as it emerges from darkness. Is getting ready to spoil the enemy and our best days are still ahead. But if we do not hearken to the word of God this morning, please hear me. Verse 24 will be what we experience. The children of Israel, they ignored the call of the prophet of God, and they would not hearken, but they followed their evil heart, and they went backwards, they didn't go forward. I stand before you today more determined now than I've ever been. I refuse to go backwards. I refuse to just stand and do another service. I refuse to get caught up in all of the stuff. Please hear me today. He knows the thoughts that he has towards you. He has great things for you. As our graduates are transitioning and while I'm excited about their future, my prayer for them is this, that they would have such an encounter with the Holy Spirit of God, that they would stand in power and authority like the world has never known. Mamas and daddies, grandmas and grandpas, aunts and uncles, under the sound of my voice. We have a family around us. We have a community around us. We have a nation around us that's been overran by darkness. Good people, but they have no sense of direction today All of the confusion and all of the uncertainty. Let's give them some clarity. You so say, "How do we do that, pastor this morning?" We do that by making sure that our lamps are trimmed and burning, that our vessels are full of oil. They may be very far away. But the Lord, when he created us one of the most amazing parts of our bodies is our eyes. The distance that we can see just the flickering flame of a candle is amazing. But When I think about man, if men and women of God in a local assembly such as this would all just begin to burn power of the Holy Spirit what an illuminating light could come from the local church again that would shine beyond the walls of its building and go beyond the walls of its home and begin to illuminate a city a state a nation and a world but I am going to have to ask you to forgive me this morning because I am going to ask you the question as we stand. I'm not talking to anybody else, but I'm just talking to you this morning. And I'm talking to those that'll watch this later on this afternoon. I'm asking you, This question, are you obeying God? I'm not asking that in a judgmental fashion, but I'm asking you a question with all sincerity and all love, are you obeying God today? Or is there areas in your life that you know that's just been lying dormant? You just let stuff, you just got busy Listen, I I don't need to know the reason. I'm not concerned about the reason. But all I'm saying is today is the day. And if you're going to navigate through this season in this nation, if you're going to navigate your family through this season, if you're going to navigate your community, your city through this season, where there's no loss of life, where there's no destruction, We're going to have to lean on Jesus in a manner that we never have. So this morning, are you really trusting Him? Today, the sun is shining, but the world is full of darkness. But I can say this this morning as well. The Son is sitting on the right hand of the Father making intercessions for you this morning but you're still in darkness because you refuse to obey God's Word for your life. This is not a place of weakness as you've heard me say for years but this is a place of strength and the first step is always the hardest. But if you'd say, you know, there's areas in my life that I know I've let stuff keep me from being the man and woman of God. Listen, you may ask pastor, why is it so important for me to get it right this morning? It's because we are in a generation right now that is fatherless and motherless. Not only is God raising up and calling men and women to be preachers and teachers and evangelists, but he is calling men and women to be mothers and fathers to the fatherless. You may never take this platform, but that doesn't mean you can't take an orphan's hand and show them Jesus. God, forgive us this morning. Forgive us this morning. If you feel that little tug at your heart this morning, right now, I'm going to ask you to step out of your seat. I'm going to ask you to come and join me in the front of this room right now. Listen, He loves you this morning. you're not here by accident this morning but you're here by God's design because he directed your steps you may say everything's good in your life I pray that it is but listen even if it is right now man we gotta know how to navigate from here I was riding through the mountains on Friday. I saw a particular sign and as I did immediately, the Lord brought a picture just very quickly into my mind and He showed me the condition of many in this nation and it gripped my heart. There are those that is gasping this morning for life. Hear me today. You don't have to remain the way you are this morning. But you can walk from this place fulfilled. You can walk from this place full of joy and peace and rest knowing that God's got it. But you gotta surrender. You gotta yield as they minister in song right now don't you miss an opportunity to stand or kneel in the presence of God and just simply say God forgive me and right now his grace and his mercy is going to be extended to you and you will experience a refreshing of Holy Spirit won't you come right now as we begin to pray won't you come won't you come